We are given one life, full of billions of small and large decisions, to be somebody, to change, to be kind, to give hope, to become a better person, and to leave a lasting impact on this planet. It is a decision to be made every single day while your heart is still beating. We've made our decision. Absence of clothing. Atheist and science-based apparel and merchandise. Donating 50% of our profits to charity. Look good and feel good, without God. Check us out at absenceofclothing.com and find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest for discount codes and other sweet swag. Speaking of discount codes and sweet swag, why don't you head on over to absenceofclothing.com, type in the promo code EVILTWINS, and you will get 10% off. Not only will you get 10% off, but you're going to do something good for the world. Please give back, people. Hey, Brad. What's up? I know you're really getting into this whole beer thing now, aren't you? A little. Well, Old Town Brewing has done something amazing. What's that? They are the gold medal winners at the Great American Brew Festival in 2015. Wow, that's pretty impressive. They've created a beer called Shanghai IPA. Shanghai? Shanghai. Okay. It refers to the tunnels underneath the uh, Old Town Brewing residence in Old Town Portland. Nice. So take a sip of this bad boy. <sighs> that's pretty damn good. Do you like notes of floral? I like notes of floral. Citrus? It's pretty good. What about grapefruit? Nah. Well, this lightly sweet, heavily hopped beer is the one for you then, minus the grapefruit. Cool. So why don't you go ahead and go over to Old Town Brewing, check out their beer, check out their pizza, check out all the shit they do. The information contained in this podcast is for entertainment use only. Please don't take a single word these two assholes say seriously. I'm Thad. I'm Brad. And we are the Evil Twin Podcast. Well, what's the goal here? To continue making as much money as they can for as long as they can before they get busted. First of all, props to you for knowing about the Septuagint and the Vulgate. Yeah. So I'm beyond third grade? Wait. <laughs> we're, we're saying first year graduate school here. Like, that was, that was impressive. Yeah. Some of the most compelling theories of personal identity rooted essentially in your preferences, your likes, your dislikes, your experiences, your memories. That's, that's essentially who you are. That's all you are. And then the most unexpected to me... But delightful, this emergence of ayahuasca. In understanding the self, or in creating an image of the self, we also create an image of the other or the not-self simultaneously. So we, we create subject and object in the same moment. But really, this teaches us that we create our own environments, that we gravitate toward those things in our environments that please us based on who we are genetically speaking. You know, in yoga, people say namaste, the Sanskrit word for the divine in me honors the divine in you. It's the same concept. When enough of us live from our ruach, from our divine connection, we can't help but repair the world. Welcome to the Evil Twin Podcast. It's time for Evil Twin News. Hillary Clinton saves cat from tree. Evil Twin News field journalist Barry Levine has captured footage of Hillary Clinton saving a cat from falling to its death in a tree in rural South Carolina. Weeks ahead of this South Carolina primary, the Clinton campaign was hitting the campaign trail hard, going door to door to salvage as many votes as possible against her formidable opponent, Bernie Sanders. 
As the former Secretary of State was sauntering down the sidewalk in her freshly pressed mint green pantsuit, she looked up to see a beautiful ragdoll kitten perched in a branch on a tree. Miss Clinton almost magically reached into her breast pocket of her jacket and pulled out an organic, gluten-free cat treat. As she lifted up the treat towards the kitten, it jumped right into the hands of the future president. And without skipping a beat, Mrs. Clinton looked around at the throngs of reporters gathered around her and said, with a coy smile, See? You can trust me. Wow, Mrs. Clinton always seems to be in the right place at the right time. It'll be interesting to see if this sways the vote of the trusting people of South Carolina. This is Jerry Esteban for Evil Twin News, signing off. What's up? Not much, man. We're Welcome back. back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back for the attack. We are, is it going to be an attack? I, hope <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, let's see if it is. Yeah, maybe more like a lightsaber battle. A duel. Yeah. So last week, we uh, had the privilege of having Brother John uh, Phelan. Right, that mm-hmm. was his name. Mm-hmm. We um, never get that name right. I know. And we never will. I don't. There's something with the brother and the John. I don't and know. Phelan. And I don't even know if that's his real name. If it's Phelan, I don't know. I think it's his real name. Okay. Anyways, he founded the uh, Temple of the Jedi Order, and um, it was a fascinating conversation. It was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but during the conversation, he leveled a few allegations at this other guy over in England who formed a, a different church. Mm-hmm. In two thousand seven, was it two thousand seven or eight? Eight. Um, called the Church of the Je- Church of Jediism, mm-hmm. correct? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, and made a few allegations at him. And then the next day, or a, day, a couple days later, I saw a little back and forth between them on Twitter, and it just kind of made me think we should probably get that other guy's perspective. Yep. So today, what we're going to be doing is uh, getting a hold of. Uh, do you think it's Brother Daniel or Master Daniel? Uh, what do you think he goes by? I think he just goes by Daniel. Okay. Well, we'll find out. And we're not getting a Holt. We're, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to contact him on yeah. Skype. You always go, I love the way you call me out on my the, the remnants of my trailer trash. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I have them too. That's the only reason I notice them. <laughs> so we're going to get a Holt of him. <laughs> and we're going to contact him on Skype and uh, get his take on the whole situation. So uh, after this short little segment, uh, we'll be right back. Luck with Chuck. What's up? What's up, Chuck? Not much. I think I'm getting a notice from California. Uh, oh, that's uh, because we're calling you from uh, Skype. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a Skype number. So uh, last... just says it's one of your guys' number. Yeah. It's 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 just the number it's we the use. Official, to... It's the official Evil Twin podcast Skype number. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't give it out unless you want to, then you can. So we don't care. Um, no. No. Won't do it. <laughs> so last week... We talked to you, and we were talking to a Jedi guy, the guy who um, was the founder of the Temple of the Jedi Order. Remember that conversation? Or, yeah, did, you, or did you bring enough weed go. back? From, <laughs> or did you bring enough weed back from Oregon that you can't remember now? I didn't bring any weed back, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> so, anyways, we talked to the guy, and last time we talked, uh, we told you that we were going to try to figure out how to become a Jedi. Remember that? Yeah. So. This is what this is the information we found out. Go ahead, Brad. Well, we found out that there is definitely a large split in the in the Jedi community. Yeah, that there are groups of people who think one way, and gr- and definitely a group in the uh, in England that thinks a totally different way. Yeah, and this group in England is ran by this guy um, named Daniel Jones, 
And the guy that we talked to last week, his name was Brother John uh, Phelan or Phelan, and he had a bone to pick yeah. w- with with Daniel. And so he just went on a tirade <laughs> <laughs> about <laughs> about all the things, all the reasons why he hates this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then the next day or a couple of days later, I saw that they had this like crazy back and forth on Twitter. So I reached out to Brad and I said, why don't we invite the other guy on the podcast and see if we can get his take on it? And so this this Daniel Jones guy happens to be the founder of the largest by far church called Church of Jediism. And they're the ones that have gotten like predominantly the most media. He coverage. was interviewed in Time magazine. Yeah. He has celebrity people that are, you know, members of the church. And so what was your question, Brad, that you had for Chuck about which which would he go for? (laughs) (laughs) Chuck, if you had a choice between two Jedi religions, right? One and, and, you know, you're wanting to become a Jedi. Yeah. One is led by or it was founded by a sort of effeminate sounding southern guy. Yeah. Or a British guy. Right. Which one do you think which one would you think would sound more legitimate? Um I would probably go with the British guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. And I don't um, know, was there another question that I <laughs> Well, part well part of the other the, the other part of the question was that you were going to ask Chuck if if um something about joining one of the churches like oh. What was it? Fuck, oh. I don't remember now. Now you're taking us off track. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking us... As usual, I'm too stoned to be doing this shit. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we talked to the... We're going to be talking to the other guy um, coming up. Right after this segment, we're going to be calling him. And um, it's going to be an interesting conversation because we'll get to find out the other side of the allegations that were thrown um, by Brother John. So... Um, Any advice for us? Yeah. We're scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I was high. <laughs> All right. Well, how about this? I don't have. I don't have any for you. <laughs> nothing. I don't know what to tell He's you. Got nothing. You're on your own. <laughs> We're on our own. He's like, why are my brothers even? <laughs> why are they doing, doing this weird <laughs> shit like this? Well, how about this? We're gonna have this call, and then next time we talk to you, we'll let you know how it's going. Sounds good. All right, man. And let me know if the English guy sounds like Alec Guinness at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he sounds a little... I mean, from our ear perspective, I'm sure he sounds a little bit like it, just because yeah. of the accent alone. <laughs> all right, man. Talk to you later. See you, Chuck. All right. Later, guys. Bye. Luck with Chuck. So, um, do we call you, um, is there a, a, a title that we a should sir, use for like you? Like Brother Daniel? Knight Daniel? No, no, like, no, I have, I have no uh, ego trip, so you can just call me Daniel. <laughs> okay, good. Master Daniel? Anything like that? Guys, you know, like, I don't know, in, within the church, obviously, I get referred to as Master. I mean, like, I'm just a person like anybody else, so right. you can just call me Daniel, it's fine. Okay, great. So, what, what, what's your first memory of Star Wars? And did you, what, at what point did you become introduced to it? Um, my mother, uh showed me Return of the Jedi when I was about um I was about five years old. Um because my brother had some Star Wars action figures that he obviously had during the um you know the launch of Return of the Jedi in the eighties. Um and then he uh he handed them down to me and then I had them. Um but then I was obsessed with the the action figures and uh, my parents kind of showed me the film, you know, 
talking about some relativity there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And then I just, I don't know, man, it just, from there, it just boomed. It was like, yes, like everything was like, I just loved Star Wars. So how old are you? I'm 29. Okay, okay. So you're not like, a, you're not a kid or anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, yeah, we had that same sort of thing when we were young. We yeah. had all of the, well, we we're, uh, we're going to be 45 this year, so we're a couple of years older. But uh, yeah. we had this, uh, some of the original yeah. action figures and stuff when we were like in second grade. Yeah, we had yeah. this whole thing, and we kind of—I didn't become obsessed with it, but it's something I've always enjoyed. It just has such a vibe, like nothing else, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> excuse me, sorry. Um, I think it, it's kind of like um, it, it's so like diverse i mean there's so much going on in star wars i think it really appeals to everybody um and if you can see the beauty in it and like the poetry behind it then i think it it, it kind of resonates with certain people i think that's why it's so appealing to like mass groups of like a specific genre mm-hmm. so did, did you want to be a jedi when you were a kid or um not really i mean yeah i mean i, I always i like I've always been obsessed with like things like telekinesis and kind of um you know any anything that's like paranormal um activity so then i was like when the, I could see the Jedi could do it, it was really, really cool. And obviously, I really liked Star Wars. So I guess, I suppose I was kind of like, that would be really good if I could become a Jedi one day. Yeah. <laughs> so what inspired you to uh, sort of start a religion on this? Well, I decided to uh, to kind of find some information online for, you know, because like I thought, oh, you know, if it's a proper, you know, if it would be a proper religion, it would be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. But there was no organized bodies I could find anywhere. Like, I mean, people can tell you wherever they want. But I'm telling you now, back in 2007, I went online and I looked everywhere for an organized body with, with real kind of um, numbers, um, actual people who weren't just nuts, who could, like, literally come together and talk about something yeah. that could possibly be um, the next major religion, uh, you know, major new religion in the world. So... I was I was just finding a loss. I mean, I found some people in Australia. There was a guy in New Zealand who was doing it, um, but it was more kind of like his website was up and there wasn't really much there. Um, there was the Ashlandites, which was kind of like a forum where you could go on and talk to like a handful of people. Um, and the Temple of Jedi Order, um, who were also online, but not much. I mean, there wasn't much going on there. I mean, right. you know, I'm telling you from experience, you know, I went there looking for answers. Um, now I decided like there was so much more potential that could be used there, like to, to bring people together. So, uh, we basically, um, we, uh, me and my brother kind of sat down and said, well, what could we do to help us move this forward? And we'd already kind of, comp- you know, by this point we compiled loads of texts and, um, and started writing like uh, small books on, on how we would teach it and stuff. Because obviously, you know, super Star Wars fans, we have a history and um, like different types of philosophies and you know Eastern religions and stuff like that. We decided that we could definitely write some of this text. You know, there's, there's no issues there. Um, so we did that, um, and then decided that we would base the uh, the Church of Jediism online. And like um, we did it, I think in it was like uh, March, I think in 2007. Mm. Um, we no, sorry, sorry, it was March 2008. We actually went in the it was in the press about it. it was, um, and it kind of boomed then, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the website obviously was was up since then, and we actually had um, it was we've always been the Church of Jediism, but it was it was Jedi dot com or something back in the day, but um, it wasn't very, it wasn't very good web uh, web domain. So we got the Church um, and then actually quite interestingly enough, um, the gentleman John Henry Phelan, who actually um, who runs the Temple of the Jedi Order, mm-hmm. he then 
went and registered the domain churchofjediism.org um, way after, you know, I mean, this is going only maybe 2010 or something he did that. Hmm. Um, and then he's just put nothing but slander on there, really. I mean, if you check out, if you check out that site, site it's pretty crazy. But, you know, I mean, you know, people will do whatever they want, you see, you know, I have no idea why he does that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, and so that's when we, yeah, that's when we started and that's why we kind of started it because I, we personally felt that the type of, um, you know, philosophical readings and teachings that we wanted to get our hands on weren't actually available on the internet. You know, there was different things on the internet, but none of them were what we wanted. So when we started our church, obviously, loads and loads and loads of people just joined us. So they obviously had a similar interest in the mutual understanding that there was not much going on. And we've actually had people come over from those other organizations who'd kind of gone to the Ashenites um, website and they said, oh, you know, there's, I can do so much in there, but there was nothing more I could do. And they came over to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had a couple of people from the Temple of the Jedi Order, at least two I personally know, who have come over and I, I've trained them with stuff. Um, and they said, you know, it's okay. I mean, they, they can only go so far. But I mean, the way I look at it, right, is that if you want to be a full on, know everything you want to know about Jediism, then you'd, you'd obviously study in each one of these schools. You know, right. you wouldn't just go to one. I mean, I advise everyone to check out all of the other organizations because why I'd say, you know, you know, if you want to be an expert on a subject, you have to know everything about it. And to know everything about it, you need to go to every single site that is teaching it. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what we do with our with our podcast. We, we basically pick, tip, bleh, pick a topic and then search as deeply as we can about it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, research is the best. Yeah. And I, I found that like um, it's sort of is similar to Eastern philosophy. You know, you, you get into to Buddhism when you first start looking into Buddhism. Um, it seems like one thing, but the deeper you look into it, you, the more you see there's all of these different branches and all these different ways to sort of approach the same ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that runs true with everything. I think uh, every religion in the world is is pushing towards the same uh, the same thing, mm-hmm. um, but there's just different ways of getting there. And we actually, my brother actually said this in a documentary we made back in 2008 or 2009. Um, he said. You know, who's to say that all paths don't lead to the same place? It's just the journey that takes you there maybe may differ, and it's mm-hmm. going to differ because we're humans. And um, you know, if you're a Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, you know, it doesn't really matter what you are. Yeah, it, it's what you do <laughs> that matters. You know, right? Uh, so I mean, like, that's what we do. We, we all we try and do is we try and do the best we can for everybody. Um, um, you know, to, to spread peace, love, and, and happiness, and that is pretty much the ethos of the church. You know, it's like if you're not having fun, then it's always not working. Mm. So, so tell us about sort of the media explosion around around your church when you first uh, when you first came out, and then some of the um, sort of legal challenges that you had. Um, well, we there was no wasn't really any legal legal um, issues as such. I'll, I'll, I'll try and say it in a nutshell so I don't like just, you know, talk for ages. Um, well, basically, we when we went public, um, it sounds so kind of outrageous. Then the media was just like, oh, this is great. And all media relies on crazy stories to sell its, its press, you know. So we were just like, okay, cool. You know, we, we wanted to reach a larger, larger audience to see what we were doing um, because – why not? You know, we had a fully working website. People liked it, and I thought there may be more exposure that people would see. Now, obviously, the media, if you found the media and said, hey, look, I've got an applied life philosophy. Do you want to cover it? They'd be like, what? Yeah. So, so, I, so I does everyone like, hey, else. Yeah. They're like, okay, join the queue with the other wackos. <laughs> so I just phoned up, and I was like, look, dude, Jedi Church, lightsabers, robes, let's go. And they were like, okay, cool. And so, again, it's how to it's how to work the media, you know, how to how – to, um, 
how to approach it in, in the best sense possible. And look, let's put it this way. If you're clever, you can work the media to your advantage and gain uh, mass success with that, which mm -hmm. is what we did. I was clever mm -hmm. enough to work the media. I got the exposure. I got just the right amount of crazy in the exposure so it didn't kind of put people off. We got people interested. When people actually get interested, come over to the church, read some books, talk to some of the ministers. They go, ah, oh, this isn't crazy. This is normal stuff. Um, and I think um, this is where a lot of other kind of organizations of similar um, of teachings kind of get a really put their feel like they've got their nose part out of place because um, the media just love what we do um, because we know how to play it, I guess. We know how to play the media. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but yeah, and uh, you know, maybe why they. Anyway, um, in regards to the media, it went it blew up in the media. It went all over the place. I went all over the world on TV and uh, press magazines. I mean, Time Magazine, you know, these really big things. Um, and then we had a we had a, a guy working for us, a minister. Um, and this is where it gets weird. <laughs> we like so weird. we had we had a minister working for us who we found out was heavily involved with the Church of Scientology. Mm. Um, now he was actually the youngest um, executive in the Church of Scientology in London, um, but he was working for the Jedi Church because he was on he was a minister with us. He trained right up to be a minister. Um, so he was working our internal systems um, and some of the website database um, bits and pieces. And then he said, "Oh look." Because we have like legal representation, because you never know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and then he said, "Hey, here's a cool idea. What if somebody trademarks the word Jediism and nobody can use it?" And we were like, "Oh no, that's a really scary thought." Because you know we can't use the word Jedi because it's trademarked to Lucasfilms um, or now Disney. But then when uh, when you, when we were using the word Jediism, we didn't want to have an issue where ourselves or anybody else in the community couldn't use the word Jediism. So he was like, "Hey, let's 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 trademark it." And I was like, "Okay, that's fine." Yeah, let's let's trademark it um, mm -hmm. and see if it goes. So we we kind of said, um, I think we put like a post out saying, um, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna try and trademark this word this word uh, and for use for everybody in the community." I mean, I didn't want to hold, you know, hold it hostage or anything. Say you can't use the word because we're not look we're not idiots, um, and so uh, we just want to make sure that somebody in the community owned it because I'd rather someone in the community own it than us. I mean, it didn't have to be us; it could be anybody. Mm -hmm. um, and then so we went. We went to that. We spent a lot of money legally trying to pursue this um, uh, this position, um, and then I think it was the Temple of the Jedi Order putting a putting a, a claim to say no, no, you can't, you can't do that. We, we dispute it and all this nonsense, and it was just kind of going back and forwards, and they wouldn't reason to it, so they were a bit like they, they couldn't understand. They just said, no, no, you're going to use it for evil. I'm like, well, really? Do I really have the time to worry <laughs> about you using the word? I just want to make sure that it's it's taken care of. So I said, look, fine, you trademark it. I don't care who trademarks it, as long as somebody in the community does so that the community can use it. But of course, nobody's trademarked it since, and uh, I'm not going to do it anymore. You know, I just refuse to, to try and help in those respects because hmm. whenever I try and help the community uh, on a whole, we just get backlash all the time. Weird. So, uh, so I said, right, fine. Sod it. <laughs> Nobody's having it. Just so there's it. so there is an imbalance in the uh, in the force. Well, there's a there's <laughs> not really an imbalance. Well, there's always imbalance in the force. I guess in in life we have two things, don't we? Like yeah. light and dark, death and life. And true. I guess um, you're going to find negativity wherever it leads you, because obviously we had it in in our organization. The guy who was actually the Scientologist guy who tried to do this was just trying to. I think he was just trying to stir nonsense to be honest, to be honest with you. Hmm. And then he um, he just did all this kind of crazy stuff and, and literally tried to pull the church apart from the inside and trying to get members defected. And well, uh, he, he was a member of the Church of Scientology, so that yeah, that said something. Yeah. <laughs> so he and then we were just like, oh my god! So I so obviously I sacked him straight away. I was like, that's a oh, non-qualified. Get out. 
Um, I know we 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 cut all. Obviously, we changed the database stuff, so we couldn't get in and do any more sabotage. But um, oh. yeah, that was a, that. We took a big hit then, and I had to go on. Uh, like I went on a bit of hiatus um, for about two or three years because it just completely just messed everything up. So. <laughs> So yeah, so I was out. I was out of the loop then afterwards. I mean, that's the closest we've come to mass legal entanglement. Um, Interesting. And it wasn't. And, and the, the interesting thing was about the legal issue was that there was nothing sinister in it really. You know, I wasn't trying to bully anybody or. Sound like you were trying to do the opposite. Sound, yeah, sound like I mean, you're giving people an opportunity to, you know, partake yeah. if they wanted. And that's the thing. I didn't want to. Um, I mean, I can understand how it could be perceived as being like, you know, if someone didn't trust me, say, right? Yeah, that's like, true. Oh, well, let me put it this way. I mean, if someone didn't trust me, but I'd ha- would, I should have given them reason to not trust me. I'm not, not entirely sure how this has come about. I mean, you can't just distrust somebody just for no reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so because someone must have not had any trust in me, they were kind of really paranoid about it. And I understand. Look, if it was if I was in that position and I did distrust somebody, I thought, oh god, you're not so dodgy person. Then I'd be like, oh, okay, you know, can you not can you not trademark it because I don't feel safe you doing it. Like I can completely understand. That's why I yeah. said, look, fine, look, just do it. You you trademark it, then anybody do it as long as the community holds that name. And we'll all be we'll all be fine. But of course, none of the other organisations have got any money. So it's kind of like I spent a lot of money on lawyers and on papers and documents and all kinds of stuff and attorneys to do this, that, and the other. And yeah. then it was just wasted because I got nowhere with it because I had to just say, all right, okay, fine, you know, I have to stop here. Wow. So and then of course nobody else, no, none of the other organisations have got money because they've got public records and you can see their records and you know they're, they're broke. Yeah. Uh, uh, so they couldn't do it. So I'm thinking, well, you had an opportunity <laughs> to do that there. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say here in the U.S. we have like this 501c tax exempt situation where some people, some religious uh, groups decide to go tax exempt and some choose to go as a like the Church of the Subgenius as sort of a straight up for profit situation. Um, What side of that would you fall on? Well, we um, well, we initially set out to make us all in the U.K. You don't really have like. Um, you don't have like the same format as what you've got, but you have something similar. So um, to be a tax exempt organization, excuse me, to be a ta- tax exempt organization in the UK, you must be a registered charity. Mm. So I said, okay, fine, cool. Let's um, let's register register ourselves as a charity, um, and then uh, and see how we go. So I, you know, I went to the, the legal documents, got my lawyer to draft some stuff. I sent it over to the um, to the registry office, and they were like, oh, listen, uh, you can't do that because you need to be earning like five thousand pounds a year. To become a charity, I said, "Well, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard." I said, "You know, mm. yes, maybe well, one year we might take in five thousand pounds, but you know, it's not consistent. I can't, you know, it's ridiculous. How can you even do that?" And we just started out, so, um, so I said, "Look, I, I can't, can't, I can't prove that one way or another. You know, that we're getting like five thousand pounds, <laughs> you know, in, yeah. in a year because it's a, it's a church. You know, we're running like small donations." Um, I said, if we're lucky, you know, you get like a thousand or two thousand pounds a year. So um, anyway, uh, so I so said, what can I do? So you can you can go as a private limited company, sorry, a public limited company, uh, and then uh, or a limited company. I said, well, yeah, as long as it safeguards legally, because the thing we wanted to do was um, we we wanted to what we do now actually is we sell uh, t-shirts and things on our website because. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, the domain name and server, I mean, we have a huge database and that has to be taken care of like financially. Mm-hmm. Um, and we obviously, and to run it as well, we have to have people run the system. So it does cost a lot, really. Um, so we decided to sell merchandise to kind of to pay for those things, which is no right. I mean, we're, we're completely transparent. And we tell us to everybody we know. Um, and so, uh, but, so they said, listen, the, the only thing you can do legally then so that the tax man can kind of say, okay, 
you know, you guys are above above board and you can tax returns and you can see if you're owed, you know, if we owe any tax or whatever. Um so we registered as a limited company um back in like two thousand and nine or two thousand ten. Um but then all of a sudden I get this like huge uh huge backlash again from the Temple of the Jedi Order saying, Oh, they're a registered company, um uh you know, they're a for profit organization and uh they're just out to make money and all this nonsense. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And again I couldn't I couldn't deal with the with the stress of having people think that we were just this like uh, corporate identity. So I said, fine. I'd, so I dissolved the company in 2012. Hmm. Uh, so that I don't have a registered company anymore. The Church of Jediism is not a registered company. It's not a for-profit organization. Hmm. It is a single-serving, um, self-assessed situation. Uh, and what that means is we rely on donations and uh, merchandise. And when that money comes into an account, which is the Church of Jediism account, um, then the money is assessed uh, via a self-assessment form that I fill out to the tax office, and then I say, okay, look, it took in this much money, spent this much on the website, uh, and we've got this much left over, we're donating this to charity, um, you know, go figure. And they go, okay, fine, that's it. Hmm. And that's pretty much it. Um, hmm. uh, because, again, having a registered company, um, a, again, a bit of disinformation there, John Henry Phelan's website, churchofjediism.org, actually states that we are a registered company, a for-profit organization, which is complete nonsense. We were for about a year until he made a stink about it, and we had to uh, dissolve it to stop anybody else saying, "Oh yeah, this is you know this is such a bad thing." Um, so again, we're very kind of aimed towards making sure our public opinion, uh, sorry, our, yeah, our public opinion is, is seen in in a in a light format rather than somebody saying, "Oh, you know, it's a it's a, it's a scam to do something." I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing's very expensive, and you know? it's not like we're selling things. I mean, look at Church Scientology. They'll sell you a class for like $1,000 or something, and then they'll sell you something else for like $300,000. I mean, it's just ludicrous. You can obviously just pyramid scheme making money. Um, and all we do is we just ask for small kind of like um, small fees for, for certain things. Like um, with, the, with the website, we sell like ebooks for like two or three pounds, which is nothing. I mean, that's like a handful yeah. of dollars. It's nothing. Um, and the most expensive thing we do is um, we sell like with the training – because we have to have designated people to read over all the papers and then um, and I have to pull them away from their work. I mean, a lot of the guys who work for the Jedi Church, or sorry, the Church of Jediism, um, a lot of the guys who work for us, you know, they, they obviously have other jobs. Obviously, well, they all have other jobs. So for me to pull them away, I say, hey, can you do some training for me and can you do some marking? And it's okay when it's a hobby, but when you've got like, <laughs> I don't know, a thousand people emailing you and needing some, it's, it's work at the end of the day. Yeah. So uh, we charge about, I think the, the most expensive thing we do is we charge £10 for completion of a course. And there's only like four courses. So, you know, I mean, the maximum you can spend is like £40, um, which is nothing. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's literally next to nothing. But it, it, it's enough so I can say to the guy, hey, please, can you do this work for me? And they go, yes, okay, I can do that because it's financially viable. Because, look, everybody has families. Um, it's not like I can just say, hey, can you give up all your spare time to help <laughs> me with my church? And they go, yeah. Um, but I you're, you're not I the Church of Scientology. You're not trying to make, no, this, make people give death. their time for free. No, that's <laughs> right. I mean, the Church of Scientology, yeah, ask for money, and they make their workers work for free. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we pay fair, you know, every, everything, everybody works for us. We pay for, the, for their time. Um, fairly and honestly, um, and yeah, so it's really interesting, actually. And and I'd like to state something as well that, like, the Church of Jediism, and I can ask you this question: Have you ever seen us say anything bad about anybody else in the organ in in the in the Jediism um, 
uh, uh, genre. Like, you know, have you ever seen me slate anybody in the press or make a website slating somebody? No. Uh, no, of course not. I, I would never do that. It's the most ridiculous thing in the world. I'm not five years old. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a full-grown male who's just trying to uh, push something of happiness forward to in, enlighten people's lives, to change their condition, to make them realize that the universe loves them and that they can do great things. But you know what's really funny is the only guy saying that he's the only person in the world doing it is the only one pointing a finger and being slanderous. I mean, it's a bit kind of uh, hypocritical in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the Temple of the Jedi Order constantly bashed the Church of Jediism. Um, they've even made a website dedicated to giving us nonsense. Um, you can actually go and ch- check it out. If you go to uh, whois.net or type in whois on the internet, and then you go to that and you type in the domain name to find out who's registered the domain name, you can definitely find out that John Henry Phelan from the Temple of the Jedi Order has registered <laughs> the domain name, Je- churchofjediism.org, uh, which is full of crazy slander and like just bad damning of the wow. of the organization so it's it's something interesting to keep in mind you know um uh, you know you, you see all the stuff on the internet about you know this guy and this guy and you know, he's done this and he's done that I'm like just basically saying that daniel jones me i've done all this kind of crazy stuff and I'm, I'm really bad for everybody but when the heck have i ever said anything bad about anybody else right well we had him on um and we haven't published it yet so you haven't really heard heard his uh his statements by the time um, this episode comes out um that episode will have been out for a week. So, so I wanted yeah. I wanted to kind of go over a couple of the things that he said and just get you to respond to him if you would mind. Absolutely, no problem. Okay, one one of the things he says. First of all, he he refers to you. You said you're a, a full grown man. He he refers to you as this Daniel Jones kid, and he says that um, you tell everyone you're 28 when you're actually 30. What's what is that all about? What is it? Where is he getting that? That's really weird. Uh, my birthday is July 15th, 1986. If you check that out, I'll be 30 <laughs> in July 15th this year. Uh, and I'm currently 29. Okay, so that's easily verifiable. <laughs> um, he, he also, he, one of his main complaints was that the media sort of um, perpetuates this lie, as he calls it, that uh, you were the original Jedi religion. And he's, he's offended because he, he feels like his group is the original Jedi religion. And that, that seems like one of his main arguments. So what would you say to that? Yeah, I mean, he's really put out by it. And like I said, um, our, the Church of Jediism is one of a kind. You know, it is what it is because the, t- 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 you know, the Temple of the Jedi Order is one of a kind. I'm not, I'm not teaching their information. They're not teaching mm-hmm. mine. So these are two separate organizations. You must bear that in mind, just like Christianity and the Ch- uh, Church of Jehovah Witnessism. Now, um, our the media like like I said they they ask us all this stuff and they say hey and I tell them the story just like I told you guys I found some other organizations online they weren't doing what we wanted so we set up the Church of Jediism which is a different type of more organized different type of learning of Jediism and we are one of a kind we are the first to do what we're doing in the world because we are because we're not doing what the Temple of the Jedi Order are doing we're doing something completely different yeah I guess and, if you're the creator of the information you are the first one to do it so yeah exactly I mean it, I can't. I, you know, you, you cannot improve upon the truth. I, I, you know, I can't put it any more simpler. Um, but I never say that there was there was never any churches ever before us. But you know, not, I'm not saying that uh, a media outlet may have said that. But we all know that the media don't follow what right. you say 100. percent I know that from a fact. For a fact, they, they mm-hmm. will just make things up to make it sound more kind of. I don't know. They just well, that's what editors and journalists are for. Yeah, they're trying to color it, make it sound more grand, make it sound more interesting. And... Yeah, and, and less complex because. 
I mean, look how complex that answer was. If they said, Daniel Jones is kind of like the first almost uh, Jedi church in the world. There's the first of his kind, but there were some before him. I mean, it just sounds yeah. stupid. He just says, right, yeah. church Jedi, the first of their kind in the world. Just sounds so much easier to say. I guess that's why they do it. Yeah, well, you can tell that the media likes simplicity because they're really big on the... On the well, I don't know if you keep up they're on this in them. the UK, but... We've got this guy running for president named Donald Trump. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. But. Yeah, yeah, I know Donald Trump. <laughs> but he's a, a, a simple-minded person compared to the people that he's running against, but the media has put him like first and foremost. Yes. What do you think about Donald? Uh, Donald Trump, look, I think, to be honest with you, I think he's just having fun. I think he's just trolling the entire nation. Yeah. Um, I Look, some of what he says is completely and utter nonsense, okay? I do agree that he's crazy. Some of the stuff he says is, is right. You know, he's got... He, he is an American at the end of the day, and he does care about Americanism. Um, but I think he's just kind of like... He, he has no real political background, so he's just like, yeah, this'll do, and that'll do. I'm like... Yeah. Oh, but, you know, it's kind of funny, but it, it kind of highlights to me some of the mentality of a lot of Americans, really, because if he's got that much backing behind him, then he must, A, be doing something right, or B, the America is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I think yeah. he's doing something right for the part of the population. <laughs> a small sliver. The crazy aspect of America, because that certainly is true. But I, that's the fear that I have as an American, is like, you know, the, the fact that, a portion of our country is supporting this guy is making the rest of the world look at America like we're a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> no, and, uh, I mean, you know, I think no. I'll tell you now from from uh, Euro- European media, uh, they just go, "Oh, Donald Trump's doing something crazy again," and yeah. then they go, "He won't win." And everyone's just said no. But what's really interesting is the uh, Bernie Sanders. I mm-hmm. think, in my opinion, guys, Bernie Sanders would be your only way of redeeming America's yeah. kind of exceptionalism uh, and. Um, uh, I don't know, and just saving the country really because I'm, I'm a massive fan of the United States. I love it. I you know I love all the freedoms you guys used to have. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, like I'm a big Native American um, uh, supporter. I, I love everything. You know, American history is fascinating. But the problem is, I, it's just crazy, man. It's been torn apart by crazy, uh, you know, Republicans and Democrats. You just uh, no idea what's going on. Yeah. But with Bernie Sanders, he seems like legit. You know, I mean, you guys need health care. Yeah. Uh, you guys need non-genetically modified food. You need clean water and uh, and clean air. You know, I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, and school tuitions. You know, can you, you just need... can you just hurry up and just be born in the United States and be thirty five <laughs> years old so I can nominate you as president? <laughs> Dude, I, 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 I would love to. And I was thinking about um, I was thinking about getting into politics myself. I mean, there's like this is what I do as a side project. I kind of like I study um, global economics um, and the way. Um, the way the world and civilizations works uh, on a political level, and because I suffer from a, an autism condition called Asperger's syndrome, mm. so I kind of um, I'm quite intense with things. So uh, I kind of divulge well, really, really seriously into things. And Bernie Sanders is the first time I've ever seen anybody in America running for president who actually talks 100% sense. I've never heard him say yeah. anything rubbish. Yeah. Um, so if I was anybody listening now and you guys, I would say vote for Bernie Sanders. He's going to be your best bet. <laughs> That's what we're saying to people too. Yeah, we're we're there with you. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because he has the, he has the ability to sort of gather together all these different groups and 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 kind of bring everyone together, you know, yeah. in a, in a way that um, you know, it, it reminds me of Obama. You know, the hope that he kind of put out there yeah. originally a little bit, but our country, unfortunately, our country is so um, 
divided by these two different attitudes of one one side of the country thinks that we need to be these you know this country that's strong and forceful and the rest of the world needs to fucking respect us and then the other the other side of our country is thinking why can't we just have somebody smart in there that actually yeah. just manages that shit, doesn't well. have so much like venom and, yeah. even yeah. though bernie comes across a little bit uh, venomous at times he's there's, there's some niceness behind it yeah I think he's yeah he it's it's you know it's a it's a big job. I mean imagine yeah. <laughs> imagine running for president and actually getting it. You know it's a yeah. it's a it's a heavy task. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think you are right there. I mean like less uh, less aggression, more love. I think that's what America yeah. um You know love love the other countries. Let's try and help them rather than destroy them. You know I think and the same with the UK. Uh, we've got a guy running for. Um, Oh, he's the head of the Labour Party over here, um, and he his name is Je- Jeremy Corbyn. Corbyn um, and Jeremy Corbyn uh, is is like the Bernie Sanders of the UK. Mm. Uh, great guy. He knows what's important. And I tell you what isn't important. The royal family are not important. And we spend millions, <laughs> millions every year. I've been wondering. Money. I've been wondering what the more progressive side of the English population thinks of the royal family. And, and nobody likes it. Now I, mean, I it's, know it's, it's ridiculous. Everyone's just like, you know, let's put it this way. OK, uh, and I'll put this in perspective here. I know we're going slightly off topic, guys, but this is quite OK. Yeah. Um, what makes me sick is um, we have um, air ambulances. So, OK, you know, healthcare is free in the UK. You guys know that. Yeah. Um, so when we get sick, we go to hospital. Anybody will see you anytime, day or night, and you'll get in to be seen. And I'll tell you now, public healthcare is the most amazing thing ever. It's, it's great. There's nothing scary about it. The doctors are always, pay, always paid a really good wage. They've all got like a million pound houses. Mm. They've all got like... Um, you know, Mercedes and like, um, you know, BMW Jeeps and things. Uh, they all got these kind of fancy cars. So there's nothing wrong with their wages. The waiting times is what a lot of Americans get scared about. And yeah. I'll tell you now, the waiting times in the NHS here in the UK is less than what you guys have when you even pay for it. And that is fact. So don't wow. anybody else scare you. You always vote for public health care. It's not a scary thing. It's phenomenal. Um, so here in the UK, public health care. But I tell you what isn't paid for by the government, which is air ambulances. Now, in road traffic accidents or um, like we have a lot of like mountains and things. So people would get stuck on top of a mountain. You get an air ambulance or pick you up, you know, if you've dropped in the sea or if you're stuck on top of a mountain and they'll fly to the nearest hospital. Um, now to, to run one of these things in one trip, it costs about £6,000 and you're looking at maybe $9,000 per trip. Okay. Um, so what we do is we all raise money locally um, to support our air ambulance so mm. there's always charity fundraisers going on and it works okay it does work wow. but at the end of the day we have to always charity you know charitably fund something that's of great importance to human life mm. now what we do pay for out of the taxpayer's pocket is royal air shows which is the biggest pile of crap i've ever seen it's basically um sh- uh, airplanes which have no military involvement um, who spray, they're called the red arrows and blue arrows, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of this and oh, yeah. uh, they just spray red diesel into the air and make silly formations <laughs> and I'm thinking well, hold on, you know, what kind of nation we live in where we're paying for people to spray diesel in the air, waste of fossil fuel for Christ's sake, but we cannot pay for an air ambulance that needs to save lives, you know mm-hmm. and so that's the kind of, and you've got to think about it, it's all royal and it's all this like nonsense where we have to keep the royal family in check and so, yeah, yeah the more progressive version of the, the Brits uh, the royal family just needs to go It's uh, it, it does nothing for the country everyone mm-hmm. says it, it helps the tourism but I'll tell you what, help more tourism is opening the house and the palace and keeping all the you know, if the royal family get kicked out and we stop paying for them, it doesn't mean that we can't turn their stuff into a tourist attraction Right. 
museum. You know, it's history. It's a museum. You know, it's history. They they are not attractive. It's their history. Um, and plus, the royal family of Britain are German. They're called the Saxe Coburg Gotha family, mm. and they actually uh, changed the name to Windsor because of uh, the Second World War kind of hitting really hard, and then uh, they realised that oh, we're German, <laughs> and wow. they they changed they changed their name to the Windsors. Yeah, because uh, the prince's husband, uh, prince uh, sorry, the, the queen's husband, Prince Philip. Um, he uh, was actually in a, in a Nazi school in Germany uh, before coming over to the UK to live properly, um, and his uncle was in the SS. So it's kind of like, what is going on? Wow. But yeah, that's that's fact. I mean, you can just Google it. If you just Google royal family and Nazis, you'll see all the pictures. Um, <laughs> they'll keep that away from you as much as possible, but you can find them anywhere. Wow. Anyway, back to the back to the. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to to uh, brother. That John. was great, though. Thank yeah, you for that. Totally. No, no problem. Um, one of the things he said, and this kind of, it, it is, I guess it, it kind of goes on topic um, because it's about having groups sort of coalesce and, and groups of power coming together. He said that, um, I guess he's sort of speaking for the Jedi community at large, saying that um, all of the Jedi organizations are ashamed of your organization and that um, you claim to have hundreds of thousands of members, but nobody knows where they are. So what am I answering? <laughs> <laughs> so what? So what is the like? And it kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier. Um, you know, every time you say something, you you felt like a like a you know the whole community lashing out at you. What is what's going on? Do you think? Um, I don't know. Um, well, I'll, I'll kind of answer um, as much as I can out of that. Um, okay. So first of all, we have um, yeah, we have thousands and thousands of members. Um, I have a database. Um, that was been it was spread across about five systems, but now it's been where actually this month we've started compiling it all into one system. So we do have quite a large database that is who we email out to. And I'll just say this: how, why on earth would I just take a screenshot of how many people are on our database and send it to anybody? <laughs> so right. who, what, what on earth is he talking about? Why they don't know where they are? Well, they're sitting across the world. There's some of them are in Japan, some of them are in America, some of them are in the UK, some of them are in Europe. There's people all over the world. Most of them in Australia, actually. <laughs> but um, you know, like our database is massive, and if John can't see them, that's because they exist digitally on email addresses that he doesn't have access to. So let's just cut through the idiot cake here and realize that <laughs> why would he see those? Um, secondly, um, you said that we aren't friends with any. Oh, the other organizations. They're ashamed yeah. of you. Yeah. This is incorrect. Um, I'm really friendly with the Ashlandites. Really nice guys. Spoke to them for ages and ages and ages. Really cool guys. Um, the Jedi School, um, a guy called um, uh, Red Herring or, uh, or Ray Johnson, I think his name is. Um, he is a good friend of mine. Um, I spoke to him quite a bit. He actually uses some of my stuff from the books from the Jedi Church in his teachings that he does videos of. Um, so that's fine. I'm not too sure too what John's talking about there. Um, there's a woman called Alethea Thompson who runs the Jedi Realist organization. Um, and me and Alethea had some... Uh, we well, we didn't see eye to eye only because she was friendly with John Henry Phelan, um, and she um, and then she kind of spoke to me, and I went to an open kind of forum with her and she asked me questions. And actually, me and me and Alethea are, are friends right now. I'm on a Facebook page, and we talk, and no no real issues there. Um, and that's about that with uh, with with those questions. And the second one you guys said was. Um, why do I think that the people were slating us, and why would people, um, why would people kind of hate us? And I think the only thing I can see 
uh, is a path of jealousy, I think. Um, and I say this, um, and not to be big-headed at all, um, is that we've had large media attention, larger than anybody, uh, any of the other organizations. And I'll tell you to the blue in the face that they've had all this media attention. And, and I'll go, okay, fine, show me your, your interview with Time Magazine that I did. I can show you guys right now my interview with Time Magazine. You Google, go to Google and type in, Star Wars is my co-pilot, and you'll see my interview with Time Magazine. Mm. Um, now, you know, yes, we've had mass media attention because we were not afraid to put ourselves out there to look stupid if the the viewer saw we were stupid, but more importantly, we were out there so that people could see it and, and relate to it and say, yeah, you know, let's these guys are talking some sense. Let's let's get on board with it. And that kind of no fear approach is what we took and it's why we had such a large media coverage the other organizations won't do that uh, and they don't get as large media coverage and because they don't get as much popularity because the churches aren't probably as big as ours they find it kind of easier to just diss us mm. i guess mm-hmm. um it's that simple thing isn't it like if if they, you know it's like if a, it, it's envious envious so if, if a guy likes you know if a guy sees this like hog shot walking down the street and he gets loads of girl attention and he's like, "Oh, look at me, such an idiot!" I'm like, "You know nothing about that guy. You're just saying that yeah. because he's getting more attention. You're not, you're not getting anything." Yeah. So it's kind of it's a human condition, unfortunately, that that that, that happens. And I think that would answer the question: Why do the other organisations have such a big issue with us? Because let's put it this way: I've, I don't do anything damaging. You know, what I mean, I haven't yeah. really killed anybody, or I haven't broken their their servers. I haven't told anybody that they're bad. I, I have no real answer to that question. Yeah, he he seemed a little emotional when he I was talking about this. So he sounded afraid, and to me, you know, fear doesn't it lead to hate? It, it leads to hate, right? And then hate, where, where does that lead? <laughs> as far as I remember, it's suffering, right? That's right. Suffering leads to dark side. But let's, it, you know, um, it's really interesting, and you know, John Henry Feeling again. Um, I won't call him brother John because he's not my brother, um, uh, and. Uh, you know, like again, like you guys said to me, like, oh, what do you want me to call you? Is it master or is it this, that, the other? But I'm like, no, just call me Dan. You know, like, I'm just a normal human guy. I'm made up of the same stuff you guys are. I'm no different to anybody else. Um, all I do is I just try and help people, and you know, and I'd never cause any negativity towards anybody. Yeah. Um, and again, like with John Henry Feeling, uh, you know, whatever. I love the guy. You know, he can say what he wants, and I'll still be like, okay, John, that's cool. Yeah. Um, well, you sound like a Jedi to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but unfortunately, I uh, his website. Um, I feel kind of um, feel quite upset about the website he's put up about me, the Jedi Church, the Church of where he just calls me, you know, making fun, I guess, and picking up things. So um, legally, because um, I do a lot of other work on the internet, I know you you guys might see my YouTube channel mm-hmm. and other things, uh, and I'm quite um, that's I've got quite a lot of work going on that way. And so when you're in a public eye like that, it's important that you're not kind of seen in a, in in the wrong light. Yeah. And I only want anything to be on the internet that's true. So I am having to speak to my lawyer about mm-hmm. you know you know sending a letter to John to ask him if he could just remove the 
the um, disinformation on that website. Because, yeah. look, you can put whatever you like on the internet as long as it's true. Um, unfortunately, on the churchofjadism.org, there is a number of um, what he calls facts, uh, which are completely non-existent. These things are, are, are bogus. I, I don't know if he made them up or he's read something that was wrong. I'm not entirely sure how we come to this conclusion. But, look, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I guess he's doing it because he believes that's, like, the right thing to do. And, look, that's fine. Yeah. I, I, would, I would tell everybody, look, if you... If you feel this is the right thing to do, go and do it. I mean, if, if everybody hates me, then that's fine. If they feel like it's the right thing to do, then right. do it, man. If it makes you happy, do it. But one thing I, I must say is that if you're going to do anything in the world, you always have to be truthful and honest with it. And if you're not truthful or honest, then with anything, like how can you be truthful and honest with yourself? So Yeah. Well, what we feel the right thing to do is to bring balance to the force. And we, yeah. and we like truth and honesty. So what we're, what we're wondering is, would you be willing to come on and do like a three-way call with him? We haven't even asked him yet. But um, if you agree to it, then we'll move forward and ask him and try to set something like that up and, and maybe see if we can hash some of this stuff out and bring a little bit of, you know, like the, the intent behind uh, with us with something like that would be to try to get him to understand that you're a good guy and like, you know, to try to resolve the situation. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I would obviously any day I would say, yeah, I'll come on the show and talk to you guys and John. Okay. Um, but he probably... I don't know. There's no reasoning with John sometimes, and I've had conversations with him um, via email and phone calls, and he just kind of—I don't know. I, I don't know if there's there's emotional issues there, you know, emotional instabilities that he's trying to conquer as well. But um, he seems quite um, uncooperative in in delegation issues where there's a mediation taking place. Okay. Well, you know, it might it might be uh, that he's he might not be interested. I don't know, but we'll 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 find out, and then we'll get back to you on that. Yeah. Sure. Well, yes, I'm definitely, guys. Anytime to, uh, That'd be great. to talk to you guys, so cool. it'll be awesome. Well, we really appreciate appreciate you coming on. Why don't, why don't you go ahead and um, let the listeners know where they can find uh, information about you and your organization? Okay. Well, thanks, guys. It was really nice of you to invite me on, and I'm always happy to come on and talk to everybody great. and share some laughs. Um, so, the organization Church of Jediism dot org dot uk you can check us out on there um or you can just type in the church of jediism into google and we should be amongst some of the websites you'll you'll know if you've hit it i mean there'll be a there'll be a big sign saying church of jediism uh or you'll come to a black website with loads of nonsense about me on it. you'll know right. which one's right yeah all right well uh thank you very much and hopefully we'll we'll have you on at least one more time so we can um uh kind of bring balance to this whole thing and try yeah to, i mean we, you know. yeah be nice um like I said, I, I don't know. I would say bringing balance is, is the wrong issue. I'd say making, letting John understand that, like, look, nobody hates him. Nobody's going to kill him. Because yeah. <laughs> I think um, I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm yeah. cool. I'm chill. You know, like, I think just, I don't know, John just seems like rallied up about something that's, I have no idea. Okay. And honestly, guys, I mean, like, not off the record or anything, but I have no idea why he's, like, I have no idea. I don't know why he hates me. But, <laughs> I, I think you're, I think you might have been on to something um, when you talked about the jealousy thing, but maybe not. I'm not sure. We'll find out. I don't know. We'll, well, yeah, we'll see we'll, if we can we'll, dig deeper. Yeah. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll find out. Anyway, as long as he knows. And again, guys, just make sure that you know that I'm not coming on to like we, when you invite him on, make it, make sure he knows that he's not coming on to be ambushed or something. Right. right. Oh, yeah. For neutral sure. platform. I don't want him to feel kind of like, oh, I'm going to get bullied by, you know, radio DJs and no, the yeah. guy I don't like. I mean, you know, I mean it with like, you know, an open heart. And just say, yeah, yeah, cool. It's just fine. I, quite honestly, when I was hearing him say that stuff, I was kind of like, feeling like I was hearing a kind of a wounded uh, person or a wounded heart or I don't know something about him mm. made me feel like, you know, he's just kind of, 
like mad about something within himself or so, I don't know. That's just maybe, kind of... maybe look, maybe it's personal demons. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe he does just really hate me. I mean, there's some people in the world that he may dislike, yeah. but I maybe, don't actually hate anybody. But maybe you're an asshole and you just come across like a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what? That is a possibility. Maybe it is. Maybe I think I'm a nice guy. But I'm actually a complete All right, ma'am. Well, thank you very much, and hopefully, we'll have you back on. Yeah, excellent. Okay, guys, you take care of yourselves. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Evil Twin Podcast. To get the full Evil Twin experience, go to eviltwinpodcast.com and follow the guys on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Evil Twin Podcast. If you really want to show your support, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcasts on iTunes. And remember, first of all, are you in it? Well, it's the first of all, we must read.